In Parshish Matos, the Torah tells us about the war that the Yidin led against the people of Midian. When they came back from the war, Moshe realized that the Yidin did not kill out the female Midianites. So Moshe says to the soldiers, how could you not have killed the females? These are the ones who caused the Yidin to rebel according to the word of Bilam. So Rashi quotes the words, according to the word of Bilam, and explains that Bilam said, if you were to gather all of the peoples of the world, you would not be able to overcome the Yidin. Are you by any chance greater in number than the Mitzrayim? which had 600 uh, choice chariots, they couldn't do it, you can't do it either. However, I will, if you come, I will give you a piece of advice. The Yebishter of these, of the Yidin, despises promiscuity, and if you can bring your daughters and your wives to engage the Yidin promiscuously, this will um, cause the Yidin to die. And this is spoken about in Perek Chelek in the Gemara in Sanhedrin. And this is spoken about in the Sifri. So the first question that we have on this Rashi is why all of this elaborate discussion? Why not just tell us the Yetzirah? The reason why it's being said here is because this is the source of it. Bidvar Bilam. But why does Rashi have to elaborate on all of these details? And then we have five questions in the nuances and the wording of Rashi. Number one, first Rashi says that if you were to gather all the multitudes of the world, you, you wouldn't be able to overcome. Then he brings an example from the Mitzrayim that were only 600. So uh, the Mitzrayim may not have been more than the Yidden, but all of the multitudes of the world would be more. So how does the Mitzrayim serve as a proof to all of the multitudes. And if the question two, if you want to address the great number of the Egyptians, why focus on the Rechav Bochur, on the choice chariots, which were 600, and not on all of the other uh, uh, chariots and officers and the military of the Egyptians? Question three, why mention the word Boyu? Come. Question four, when Rashi mentions the Perek Chelek, the Gemara in Sanhedrin and the Sifri, our first question is, what is the discussion in Perek Chelek which describes the, the, the scheme, the cunning strategy of the, of the Moabites that lured in the Jews to this sin? That's what it discusses in Perek Chelek. How does that add to the understanding of this Pasuk? We, we, the Pasuk is telling us that the, that the, girl, the women caused uh, the Yidin to, to rebel against Hashem. And this came through with Bilam's advice. So once we know that the advice came from Bilam, why do we need to know more of the details as discussed in Perik Chelek? And the fifth question is the reference to the Sifri. Clearly we don't mean the Sifri in our Pasuk. Because first of all, in that case, the Sifri would have been first. Mentioned first the Sifri and then Perik Chelek. Also, the rest of what's discussed in the Sifri on our Pasik, which is that he said, gather your daughters and your uh, wives to engage the Yidin in a promiscuous fashion, that's already understood from, the, from what, the context of the Pasik. 
So clearly there's another Sifri here that Rashi is referring to, which Sifri is that is Rashi referring to, and what does that Sifri, whatever it is, add to the understanding of the Pasuk. So this brings us to the explanation of Rashi. First of all, over there in Parshas Balak, it says, Here it says, So over there, Rashi just tells us the Eitzah, because that's what the Pasuk says, the here, because it says bidvar bilam, Rashi understands that there was a discussion, a conversation beyond the Eitzah. And therefore, we have to know what that discussion was. And that discussion is specifically relevant here to the Taina of Moshe. Why did you leave the females to live? Because Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the, uh, the officers of the war, now that you hear the conversation, that Bilam was trying to figure out a way to destroy the Yidin, we understand that the women coming to fight, uh, to lure the Yidin to sin, weren't just, it wasn't just something that happened in the past. It was something that was being done as part of the war effort. So if you are the soldiers and these, these, this is your enemy combating against you, then you should, you should uh, kill them. You should make sure that they can't fight you. And this is why Moshe is so surprised because Bidvar Bilam, because, because of the once we understand the argument of Bilam, we understand that these women were combating, were soldiers, were fighting the, the Yidin. Moshe doesn't understand, how did you leave them alive? And based on this context, we now can go through the details of Rashi and understand. The first point is that Bilam was saying to them that you cannot fight them physically. You can't use conventional warfare against them. Even if you would gather all the multitudes of the world, you would not be able to. And he, and he does not bring a raya for this. He doesn't bring a proof for this because it's obvious. From the very fact that the Yidin overcame Sichon and Oi, which were the strongest kings of the time, was already clear that whether it was qualitatively or quantitatively, conventional warfare would not help to overcome the Yidin. So they, what they want to do, Balak and Midian, what they want to do is they want to fight the Yidin spiritually. They want to find someone greater than Bilam. So Bilam says that won't either work. And for this, he brings in the 600 Rechav Bachur. These 600 Rechav Bachur, these choice chariots, where do they get their, their animals from? From Hayari Yezdvar Hashem. Those who during the Makas Dever listened to the word of Hashem and brought their animals indoors. So this shows that these were a spiritual, these were people on a higher spiritual level, Egyptians that followed the word of Hashem, and yet they could not overcome the Yidin. So this is a proof that you cannot overcome the Yidin spiritually either. The only way to do this, says Bilam, is Bayu, come, come, I will tell you a secret. That's why he says, Bayu, I want to tell you something quietly, the Eitzah that I'm going to give. And that's why Rashi uses the word Bayu, because it was a secret. However, the, the five-year-old, the young student of the Rashi is going to ask a question we don't find anywhere in the 40 years. Besides for the story of Shleim Bas Divri, that the Yidin sinned with these types of immoral acts. So how all of a sudden are the Yidin, do so many Yidin fall in this specific area to the point that there are 24,000 deaths in the plague that was caused by this uh, uh, immoral conduct. And therefore, Rashi references the Gemara in Perek Chelek. Over there, the Gemara describes the, the strategy, the scheme that they used. And 
in short, they, 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 were, they were selling linen garments. They had an older woman outside the tent, a younger woman inside the tent. The younger woman would offer a better price, draw the yid into the tent, offer him wine, which would make him drunk, and then it would in, it, it inflate his passion for the sin. And then she would tell him that if you want to be with me, you have to um, worship my idol. So they... they, 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 they uh, tricked them into coming, and therefore, and, and this is also, and, and therefore, he said. Therefore, it answers this question: How they got them to sin? Because it was a big trick, and this is also why it says "boyu," because it had to be done in secret. Had they even knew what the plan was, they would have never fa- fallen. They would have never fallen for it. And you, you might still ask. Still, how did the Yidden even end up in the in the in the marketplace of the of him of the Moabites, and that they should be able to fall this way in this in this scheme? And the answer is with this for this Rashi references the Sifri, not the Sifri in our pasuk, but the Sifri in Parshas Balak, where the Sifri says that after Mochemasichem Ve'Oig, they had so much loot that they 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 they. they disrespected it. They, they didn't even want it. All they wanted was gold and silver. Once they came to a point that they were so immersed in, in materialism, this led to this misconduct in the area of the sin as well. Now we understand the whole Rashi. The Yenah Shaltaira tells us that by Melchemist Midian we find that the Abishter says, Nekoim Nikmas B'nei Yisrael. Hashem says, Lost this Nikmas Hashem. The Rebbe's father, Rebbe Yitzchak, explains that Hashem is, is defending the honor of the Yidin. He says, Nikmas B'nei Yisrael. Moshe is defending the honor of the Abishter and he says, Nikmas Hashem. According to this Rashi, we understand that both of these details, both Hashem and the Yidin, were being disrespected here because they were fighting against the Yidin. But how were they doing that? Through Elikeim Shaleilu Seinizimahu. And therefore, it is here where we see this idea that Hashem. Uh, respects the Yidin and Mesha respects the Abishter. And this also explains why it says Bidvar Bilam, because uh, by understanding the conversation of Bilam, we understand the intent of Melchemes Midian, that it was both Nikmas Hashem and Nikmas B'nai Yisrael. And therefore, Mesha was so upset that the officers allowed the female combatants to remain alive.